freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 109 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, we have an amazing lineup today for Mother's Day. So each of our guests are going to be speaking about being a mom and a gun owner. With all the negative shaming voices out there from people who look down their noses at moms who are responsible and safely armed citizens, it is refreshing to meet a whole host of ladies who understand that protecting our children is the reason to be safely and responsibly armed. Well, our next guest waiting in the wings is Tennille Chittister. She's the general manager of Three Gun Nation and host of reality TV show Ammo and Attitude, which she won in 2013. She represents F1 Firearms, Browning, Voodoo Tactical, MGM Targets, Lucas Oil Outdoor Line, and Vortex. And... She also has two kids, a 13-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. Welcome to the show, Tennille. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. I am so excited. You are some kind of a busy woman. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I definitely uh, definitely keep busy. So, you know, I'm question that I want to ask each of the moms today and it is sort of in response generally to those shaming voices out there you know people that gasp when they realize that oh you have kids and they actually live in your home and you actually have firearms also in the same home and what what do you say about that how does being a mom impact your decision to be a firearms owner um well I think that there's there's a number of actual responses to that question. Number one, I obviously I have firearms because I want to be able to protect my family. You know, I I tell a lot of people that are liberals, I don't think I could live with myself if something happened to you. Mm. And I knew that I could prevent it. Mm -hmm. And so when we bring in those that we really love and care about, like our children, it only amplifies that feeling. It's my job to protect them and to raise them to be responsible adults and to keep them safe, first and foremost, until they can do it themselves. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously why I like to have guns in my house. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I think the second part of that is then teaching them to be able to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. So as they get a little bit older, as you mentioned, my son is 13. Um, you know, we've, we've taught him about firearm safety. And to be perfectly honest, I trust his gun handling skills at this point 
um, more than I do a lot of adults <laughs> because we've been ingraining them for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we started them shooting very young. Um, but it, in, in that respect, his maturity level is off the charts. And I have the utmost confidence that if we weren't there, he could protect himself and his little sister should push come to shove. Wow. And I just love how you have sort of reframed it for people that think that, you know, oh, there's something terrible about having a gun. You're saying, I couldn't live with myself if something happened to you and I had had the ability to stop it and uh, and, and then chose to leave my gun at home or, or not to, to react. I, I think that is so impactful. So go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I, I think a lot of the times uh, firearms owners, especially real enthusiasts, you know, I, I compete in three guns, a number of uh, pistol disciplines, and so I prefer uh, firearms enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they look at us and they don't understand, and, and sometimes we are portrayed as being, um, you know, really aggressive and not really holding any sanctity for life, mm-hmm. which is the extreme opposite. Amen. Um, you know, I, I, I pray to God that I never, ever am involved in an altercation, mm-hmm. but I also pray that I have the skill set to, to deal with it appropriately if I am. Amen. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I, I don't want to think about having to ever, you know, <laughs> put somebody else on the line, but I'm prepared to do that exactly. if, if it means that I need to protect other people. Exactly. And it would strictly be a defensive you know, you're, you wouldn't start it, but you would be ready to defend. And I think that that's, absolutely. that's yep, the key. Absolutely. So what do you, as a competitive shooter, what do you feel is like a benefit of competitive shooting sports to the average firearm owner and, and especially the female of the species? Um, that's a that's a great question, and this is kind of a, a a huge passion of mine. So if I if I go off the rails and get sidetracked, just reel me back in. Um, okay. So as as a competitive shooter, and I push this specifically with the feet, so most women start picking up firearms for self defense, right? Mm-hmm. They they mm-hmm. want to feel safe. They know that they don't have maybe the physical mass or you know, right. the physical capabilities to defend themselves or their children. Right. And so they get into firearms ownership, which initially starts out maybe at an indoor range or an outdoor range on a bench rest, aiming at a static target that's never moving. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure. Maybe if they're super new, there's a little bit of that adrenaline. So they're a little nervous or a little shaky. Um, but after they continue to do this, it becomes very run of the mill. We don't have any dynamics impacting us from the outside Um, so it's very very easy to monitor you know if we have a malfunction with our firearm which is going to happen at some point we can clear it as slowly as easily as possible Um, but when we start to get into competition now we have a small spike of adrenaline that's going Mm -hmm. to impact everything so we're really relying on our basic skill set our subconscious to reload, to line up the sights, to squeeze the trigger, to handle malfunctions. And so I liken it, let's say if you're in an altercation, your adrenaline is going to go off the charts, you know, and and our brain's going to shut down and your fine motor skills and everything is significantly lessened. So we go back to that subconscious training. So by competing in competition, we, we learn to deal with a very, very small amount of adrenaline, but it's still a right. little bit more than we would get if we're just standing, 
you know, on a line of fire, you know, shooting at a target. Uh, we're not trying to move. We're not trying to rush. We're not trying to beat a timer. Um, and so I feel like it just really enhances a skill set wow. so that if we get into a bad place, we can better manage ourselves, that adrenaline, you know, knowing that everything is going to be dumped down because we're starting to panic. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so I, I push competition from that aspect, again, hoping to God that we're never in a bad situation, but knowing that we do need to be prepared if we are. Right. Oh. Tanil, welcome to the show. This is Dan. I, I have a question. Uh, what? What got you into guns? Were you were you around guns at the first, or what happened? <laughs> well, it's kind of funny that that you ask that. So, uh, you know, my family, my my home has always been a uh, firearms friendly home, mm-hmm. and uh, so we grew up kind of shooting with you know dad out of the back of the pickup, you know, twenty twos and rifles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I was about fifteen, my father got started in competitive shooting in like USPSA pistol competition mm-hmm. and we didn't see him anymore it had <laughs> absorbed his whole life and so it was father's day and my mom said we are going to the range to spend the day with your dad I and love it. Uh, as a 15 year old girl you're like wow that sounds great yeah um and so <laughs> not super excited about that you know out in the <sighs> desert in Idaho right and then as I watched it I'm like oh okay this kind of looks like fun <laughs> And so we we started shooting together, my mom and and myself and my little sister and my brother. We all started into competitive pistol and eventually got into three gun. And my father started MGM targets in '92, I think. And so that just further took us into into the competitive shooting world even more so. And um, so now it's everybody in my family shoots my son competes my husband you know everybody it's just what we do together well that's awesome i appreciate you sharing that story with me so um you know i i was around guns all my life too but i never did get into the competitive shooting i wish i would have and i'm probably you know my i don't think i have the uh stability to do it anymore but thank you the stability what do you mean because well, it's sh- so physical well, because, yeah you know, it's just You're gonna I guess have to- it's mostly work <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, the, the great thing about the competitive shooting sports is there is something for everyone. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you know, if you have mobility issues, like real mobility issues, Steel Challenge is a great pistol um, competition. It has very, very little movement. Clear into, you know, there are some very, very aggressive physical outlaw three-gun matches. Mm-hmm. Um, that are also a lot of fun, you know, where you come off the stage and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I ran three miles. <laughs> and uh, so there's really some, there's everything in between. Um, you know, so it's really just a matter of you come out, you see what you like. If you don't like that one, you try a different one. No, oh, that is fantastic. And, you know, that that could even be a great um, segment on the show someday is just to kind of say, you know, if, if this kind of is you, then this is the great place for you to be in the, the competitive world. Um, you know, if you're, you do have mobility issues, then like, just like you said, um, because uh-huh. I mean, that, that is a, a concern, but it's also such an amazing way. We deal with a lot of, of people of retirement age, because out here in Arizona, a lot of people come out here to retire and there, you know, there are differences once, you know, our, maybe arthritis is setting in a little bit or something like that, just even on how to, the, 
work the functionality of the firearms. So I, I think you hit on something really cool there. But we've got to run away, unfortunately. But I am so excited to have had this time with you. And before we go, just tell folks how they can uh, tap in or subscribe or, or whatever to Three Gun Nation and also your reality TV show, Ammo and Attitude. Uh, Three Gun Nation is online at www.threegunnation.com. There's a calendar, so if you want to check out a three-gun match, you're welcome to find a match that's near you and go out, check it out. It's an amazing community of individuals, um, super generous, and they will walk you through the entire process. Emma and Attitude is available uh, to view online and also on Facebook at www.emmoandattitude.com. Awesome. Thank you again so much. And happy Mother's Day to Neil Chittister. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Bye-bye now. Okay. Well, on the other side of these messages, we have the one and only Miss Carrie Lightfoot coming up, the founder and owner of The Well-Armed Woman and was just elected to the NRA Board of Directors. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. 
Well, we are excited for so many reasons, but one of them is that this show is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Find out more and check out all of the great content at selfdefenseradio.net. So... It is our Mother's Day show. We are talking to moms of all different kinds, and they all value their Second Amendment rights for different reasons. They use them in different ways. And coming up next, we have our friend, Miss Carrie Lightfoot. She is the founder and owner of The Well-Armed Woman, the largest and most trusted women's resource in the USA, committed to bringing innovative products, training, and information to women gun owners everywhere. And she was just elected to the NRA Board of Directors. And not only that, she's a mom and a grandma. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Oh, thank you so much. So glad to be here with you, Cheryl. Oh, my goodness. Well, we also have Dan. Hi, Carrie. And Cassie. Hi, Hi Carrie. Dan. Congratulations. Hi, Cassie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. What a week. Yes. Well, you've got to be exhausted. But tell us about this latest big news. How did this come about that you are now an NRA Board of Director? You know, it was it's just such a it's such an honor. I mean, I was I was surprised by the nomination. I, I, I didn't didn't have plans to run and the call came and I just kinda went, Wow, you know, stopped in my tracks and my husband Brian and I you know, thought about it, talked about it, prayed about it and felt if uh, if God had put this opportunity in front of me then then he must have some work for me to do. So accepted the nomination and was sworn in this this past week or actually what's today i've lost my sense of time so just monday just a few days ago oh my goodness That's... what an experience uh well, i'm really very so so excited about it well i'm excited for you but i also want to congratulate the the nra and the members of the nra because the the new energy that you're going to bring your life experience that you're going to bring to the board it's I am so excited for the future um, with everything that I know, because you don't just, you know, uh, phone things in you. I mean, you hit the ground running. <laughs> the The entire mm -hmm. well-armed woman is all of what now? Five years old? Five years old. Yeah. Yes. That's Actually, six. I think we're just hitting six years old. So and all that you're really young, all that you've accomplished in that time, you are a doer and so i'm i'm just thrilled about that so you know i didn't get to go to the nra annual meetings this year because i was i was off graduating or something i don't know <laughs> got my priorities yeah, yeah, something false. extremely important <laughs> how, oh, how, how amazing for you i'm so proud of you and congratulations well thank you thank you um but i really missed being able to be there um and so especially this year at being at the meetings again you know, there has been such a push over the last, uh, not even 12 months since the last meeting, but in the last few months, uh, people forming marches and, you know, just this energy coming against the NRA saying that, you know, we are just a bunch of just bad people doing bad things. What was it like to be at the annual meeting this year? It, it, what I was seeing looked more like a, a celebration of family getting together rather than anything else. So. It really was. <clears throat> it really was. And, and, you know, one of the, the very satisfying things was that we didn't feel the presence of protesters. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and from what I understand, you know, there was the Alyssa, uh, Alyssa Milano, you know, was, there was so much press about that. Mm-hmm. And I was told I, I did, did not see them, you know, was not, a, obviously not, not the, we, we just didn't see them. That right. they had <laughs> They're just not as big as they want to seem like they are. <laughs> no, it was, they, 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 the numbers were that they, that it was maybe 80 people. Oh, wow. You know, and so there's all this, you know, you know, fire and fury and rah, rah, rah. And then it just, it turns into a dud. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, they were just, you know, we had, we had President Trump and, and Vice President Pence there. Mm-hmm. And, so awesome. You know, there were no disruptions. There were, you know, it, it was, it was really a big nothing burger. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. We did not feel the pressure. Uh, I was never approached by any. I didn't see any signs. What I saw was Eight, over 87,000 oh NRA gosh. members and family members That's incredible. At, this, at, at this event, and the energy was positive. It was, it was a beautiful thing, you know. I saw so many children. Mm-hmm. It, just, it really was, there was there, I felt no, no sign of, of the negativity. Of protest or protesters, exactly. That's so awesome. And, exactly. I mean, you mentioned children, and you yourself are proof positive that all NRA members are not bearded 50-year-old dudes wearing camo. I mean, correct, have, correct, we have some, <laughs> but... Hey, what's wrong with the 50-year-old bearded not guy a thing. with camo? Nothing. Not a thing. Nothing. It's just there's... We love you guys. There's others as well, you know, that, uh, you know, like like Carrie and yeah. I and like Cassie. Mm-hmm. She's a, a member as well. Um, and so speaking of that... Yeah, she is a fairly new member because, funny story, she kept thinking that I was going to buy her a membership as a gift for like the I last... I dropped <laughs> the hint before every birthday, Mother's Day, and Christmas, and then it wouldn't happen. So. And then I was thinking, well, surely by now she's got her membership. <laughs> so, so, yeah, just funny. go ahead and buy it if you're in all yeah. in question. But um, talking about, you know, what a doer you are and talking about your organization, The Well-Armed Woman just kind of bring us into that for a minute and and help us understand what it is the well-armed woman does how much you've grown where you can find chapters well the way you can find chapters is getting easier to it's getting easier to answer that question because we are almost everywhere mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the well-armed woman really really was born out of my own frustration mm-hmm. as a, a a woman new to firearms new to self-protection and, and my frustration of not finding information and resources and products that met my needs. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that I wasn't the only one, I was determined to create something and create that place for women to come together, a place for them to learn, get the information they needed. And I, and I tell you what, from the very beginning, from day one, the response has just been amazing. You know, so many women struggle with those questions and those challenges, and we're just so thrilled to find a home, if you will, for, for like-minded women, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you yeah. know, that was six years ago. Um, after the first year was the beginning of the chapter program, which was, you know, I, I have heard from so many women, their, their intimidation, their discomfort of going to the shooting range by themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that, you know, it would be, an, it would be a wonderful thing if, if we had groups of women in, in ranges across the country where they could go learn about things that were important, like the laws and storage and concealed carry and all those things, and get to shoot with other women. And, you know, awesome. that has just been uh, a remarkable program. We're in all 50 states. 
and uh, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and women are just getting empowered. They are taking responsibility for their self-protection as well as the protection of our Second Amendment rights. And it's, it's really an amazing thing to see. And this week, you know, women were so well represented. Uh, you know, not only were there women everywhere and women's products everywhere and programming and events specifically just for women. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we elected five new women to the board yes. this year. And, and that is huge. And there was so much excitement and enthusiasm over that reality. We had Julie Golub mm-hmm. was also elected. Mm-hmm. Illing New yep. was elected. And um, Christy, Christy Titus. Titus. Yep. She's a hunter. And myself. And uh, so awesome. It, it, there's just so much energy about women. And NRA Women just does a fabulous job. Absolutely. And working harder to meet the needs of women. So that is so incredible. And, you know, so you're in the industry. You um, you brought yourself into the industry because you just had a, a need for to, to start thinking about, you know, being your own immediate responder, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a mom, you're a grandma like me. So there's all these shaming voices out there. And I, this is something I'm mm-hmm. asking each of the moms who've been on our show today. All these shaming voices that are saying, you know, if you're a mom, it's irresponsible to have a gun in the house. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted to ask you, how does being a mom, now a grandma, impact your decision or your thinking about being a firearms owner? Mm, great question. You. you know, and, and just first to the shaming, um, it is, you know, I really believe that those that oppose our rights know and understand the power of the female voice mm-hmm. in the protection of our Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that it is a tactic, an intentional tactic to scare women, move women away from speaking up because they know that we will have a significant impact. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that because it, 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 I, I really do I do believe that that is behind the effort. And I also believe that, you know, Bloomberg's dollars are behind that effort. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but for women, you know, having a child or a grandchild is very often the, the, the moment that, that causes them to say, hey, wait a minute. Who's, it's my responsibility to protect these children. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think all women, you know, uh, instinctively, have that gene, right? That gene to, to be the protectors. And I do think that the, the naysayers, the shamers and the scarers try, try to quiet the curiosity or the interest in becoming an armed mama bear. Mm-hmm. And sure. I, I do think education research is the key because there is no other tool that, that can stop a threat to our families like a firearm. So there is none, true. and and the day there is one, you know, and I've looked at them all. You know, mm-hmm. I know I know what's out there. Mm-hmm. The day there is one, I will teach every woman in this country how to use it. I love that. You know, and, and the firearm is the tool. It is the one that can stop that huge attacker, that drugged attacker, that group of attackers mm. or home invaders that are coming into our home. Um, so but I, I think it's education. And I think we all have, if we are truly going to take responsibility for the self-protection of ourselves and our family, Mm -hmm. we must take on the responsibility of doing due diligence and doing our research Mm -hmm. and not allowing the mainstream media or those naysayers to to make that decision for us. Women are independent thinkers. 
Well said. And, and, and women are researchers, and we, we just have to commit to finding the information and getting those questions answered so that we can each make the, our, the right decision for ourselves Perfect. and not, not allow others the right or the privilege to make that decision for us. Absolutely. Well, we have to run. Our time is already gone. But just real quick as we go out, please tell people, Ms. Carrie Lightfoot, founder of The Well-Armed Woman and newest, uh, one of the newest uh, NRA boards of directors, how they can learn more about both of those organizations. I'm happy to. Uh, for The Well-Armed Woman, really, the thewellarmedwoman.com can take you anywhere and everywhere you need to go. And so that's kind of the hub for that. You know, for my new role for, for myself, you know, in, in political activity and activity for the NRA, I do have a Facebook page where I will kind of keep people updated and a mailing list. And that information you can find on uh, at, at our face, my Facebook page, which is, you know, Facebook Carrie Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my personal page, so make sure you go to the professional page. Mm-hmm. My personal page is full of bacon photos and <laughs> grandchildren. So make sure you find the one that is <laughs> that is the professional page, not yeah. my personal page. Yeah, but perfect. those are really the two places, hubs, where you can go and, and learn more. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Carrie Lightfoot, and happy Mother's Day. Yes, to you too. You to you too. Awesome. Well, put your feet up and enjoy. I will do that. You take care. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right, stick around because Miss Cassie Todd Jamison, our daughter, who's sitting right next to me, is up next to talk about being a mom and being a gun owner. She's a contributor to Women's Outdoor News and manages Pot of Gold Auctions and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. We're going to talk about it all right after this. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org.
Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we have been talking with moms today because this is our Mother's Day edition. And our next guest is one of my favorite moms because... She's our daughter, Cassie Todd Jameson. She's a contributor to Women's Outdoor News, manager of Pot of Gold Auctions, and social media director for Pot of Gold Auctions, AZ Firearms, and Gun Freedom Radio. And your mom's status? Your mom to our one and only granddaughter, because you are our daughter. It works that way, right? Kind of. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's how that math works. That's as much genealogy as, <laughs> as I know. That's My a, question is, where's the granddaughter? Yeah, why didn't she come? She's too noisy. Oh my gosh, we have to bring her in one of these times. Oh, oh my I goodness. think she could, could be a talk. party. She <laughs> would. <laughs> she will talk. She sure will. She'll make stuff. You will up understand every third word she says. Because <laughs> she, she's three and a half. Everything Give her time. Is, Hi, mom. She's so funny though because she's always on her fake, uh, completely invented phone. Like yes. she doesn't even have anything in her hand, but she's very busy, busy talking on the phone. So I don't know if she's uh, emulating you. Grandma. Me? What? Grandma. No. So anyway, getting back to the interview, um, the question. Wait that a I'm minute. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you said she's copying grandma, but you copy. No, you're all the same. <laughs> all three of you. Ex- Cheryl doesn't even have to. Ed, help me. <laughs> Two in the studio. They don't, Cheryl doesn't even have to finish a sentence. Cassie's already gone past that to the next one that Cheryl completes. Oh my goodness. Ed's not here. Please leave a message. Yes. <laughs> no, that's a smart man right, right there. Right. I'll be quiet the rest of this day, but I just want to make sure it's clear. All right. Getting the train back on the rails here. All right. So the question that I've been asking all of the moms today on the show is kind of in response to you know those the people out there that look down their noses at us and as firearms owners and and they want to shame us for owning firearms while gasp also having children in the home so how does being a mom impact your decision cassie to be a firearms owner um well i made the decision to carry a firearm before i came became a mom Mm -hmm. and i knew that I was put on this earth to be a mom. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of came with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think differently now that she's around because the gun that I got from you guys for my 21st birthday mm-hmm. was uh, by choice a pink pistol. Mm-hmm. And I I loved it. But now I do see it in the eyes, through the eyes of a three and a half year old. And I think, okay, that one can go in the safe for a while until she's old enough to fully understand um so that it's not a toy that it's not a toy yeah exactly and so we i don't carry that one it is put away um and when she's old enough to understand then maybe that will end up being her gun i don't know we'll see well all but of her guns are in the safe this that one goes deeper in the well safe. i carry a gun with <laughs> right me. right and i mean not that she really even understands that or knows that but i that one is not where she can even get to it at all not yeah. that she can get to anything but it's not around her it's not anything no i totally understand um what you're saying and i think the the extra thing to all of that is that that is the choice you made for your life right mm-hmm. and so if your friend has a pink gun 
and that's the one that she wants to carry and have out. What do you say? That's completely fine with me. And really to touch kind of, I'm going to go off topic a little bit, but when I, I traveled in packs, I had lots Mm -hmm. of friends, lots of cousins around me all the time. Mm -hmm. And so when I turned 21, I, when I was 20, I knew at 21, I would start carrying on me. Mm -hmm. So really I changed how I was at 20, mm-hmm. knowing that I had girlfriends that were constantly getting in my purse. Mm-hmm. Do you have lipstick? Do you have this? Do you have that? And so I had to train myself before even thinking about having kids because I had <laughs> girlfriends that it might just go in my purse. And so I had to start going, okay, I've got to have this conversation. Look, yeah, this is my purse. You're, you can get in it. However, there's a firearm in there and it has to be treated differently and maybe not allowing people to go in my purse as often. Sure. Um, so that kind of came with then Raylan and now I put my purse up high where she can't get to it. I don't leave it in the back seat. It, it's always right next to me. Um, so that's just kind of an interesting train of thought that I had is that I kind of had to train my, my, my friends, friends. Yeah. <laughs> as well as myself on how to, how to behave with now this new tool in my purse. Um, but as far as other moms, if you choose to carry a pink firearm or a Tiffany blue firearm, which is my f- actually personal favorite, mm-hmm. um, there's, that's your decision. And how you decide to to handle that as a parent is is your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, all I can do is train my daughter when she's old enough. I mean, we have started the Eddie Eagle program already and she can she has it memorized. And I'm so proud of her for that. But just have those conversations about it doesn't matter just don't touch it. And how's that song go? Stop, don't touch, run away, tell a grown-up. And when <laughs> she comes and visits the gun shop, and we have guns laying everywhere, mm-hmm. she doesn't touch them. No. She has it doesn't no matter. She's, she's not fascinated by them because they've become just right. part yeah. of life. Normal. Just yeah. normal. Yeah. Right. So what do you say then to moms who are legitimately afraid? Like, they're not trying to shame you and, and force you to behave a certain way. But they're just personally afraid to have guns in their homes. Um, honestly, what I say is that's fine and that's your decision. And it's probably better that you don't. Mm-hmm. Until you're ready to educate yourself, train yourself, um, be around people that know kind of what they're talking about. Until you feel safe and confident around it, you shouldn't have it in your house. Because if you have it in your house for self-defense, but you don't know how to use it or you're afraid of it, you're not you're not going to do the right thing. You're not going to think about how far and what things it will go through. If you're shooting towards the kid's bedroom, if you're in, if someone is a home intruder, penetration through drywall, if you're, you know, if you're not, you know, that I would just say, then that's okay. Just Mm -hmm. like, it's okay that I choose to, it's okay that you choose to not. Um, of course we have lots of, uh, people we recommend because of the radio show and mm-hmm. AZ Firearms if you do want to get trained. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're if it's not for you, just like I don't want you to tell me that I can't, I'm not going to tell you that you should. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you and I have talked off air um, about, you know, because uh, the world's different now. I don't know why it's different, but it's different when, from when I was growing up where my dad just had guns everywhere and we just knew what they were. And me and my three brothers who were home alone all the time just didn't care. We didn't ever misuse it. And when you were growing up, you just knew where the guns were and what they were, but it was just no big deal. Right. 
But how are we going to, as a family, because we interact so often and Raylan comes to my house a, a lot, our house. I guess I can share it with you, Dan. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, let's put that on legal paper, please. Oh, geez. Um, you know, how are we going to introduce her and, and all those kinds of things? And that, you know, part of that conversation is all of the benefits there are to actually training kids yeah, since we've really gotten more involved with like going to the NRA meetings and going to all the different things that we do and knowing all the people, it's, I really hope Raylan wants to be involved in shooting sports because there's a lot of things that you can learn through through that. Um, like, give us an example. Discipline, mm-hmm. um, focus, mm-hmm. Um, lots, lots of things. I mean, that that you're holding something that is you can't be careless with right I, I, it's kind of a precursor to driving yeah it, right? yeah yeah it's like if you were on the freeway you'd prepare yourself you'd be you can still be afraid to drive on the freeway but you prepare yourself and you get you know you learn how to do it it's the same way with the gun mm-hmm. right and i'm gonna throw my little disney angle into this <laughs> of course always i'm a huge disney mm-hmm. fan but honestly raylan is in dance class and i from very early on i noticed that Kids want to be in the front of the line, and mm-hmm. they fight to get into the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And Raylan just gets in line, and she's completely content where she is. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about, like, why doesn't she have that need? And I really, <laughs> I contribute it to the amount of time we are in Disneyland <laughs> and the amount of time we stand in lines. Wait, we stand she, in line at Disneyland? Yeah, everybody, you know yes, what? that's part of the gig. But I honestly, think you're something there. she has patience, right? and she doesn't have to be first. And she, I, I, I really think it comes from standing in line at Disneyland. And I know that's people are going to roll their eyes and think this is the most ridiculous thing on the planet. <laughs> but I really do. And she has such an imagination. She started Huge imagination. She started playing so pretend at such a young age that multiple people commented, is it normal for kids that young to pretend? Uh, she would play with her dolls. She would play with us. Pretend she, food, everything. Yeah. But like they wouldn't sh- think it's ridiculous if they knew how much time you spend at Disneyland versus home. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because I think we probably spend as much time at Disneyland mm, as home. Possibly. But so how does the how are you tying those two things together? Just that I think outside experiences and things that you don't really even realize are important are learning opportunities. So mm-hmm. just because you carry a firearm to protect yourself or just because it's the great equalizer, it there's so many things that go along with that that you don't even realize you're learning when you practice gun safety or you go out on the range all the time or just kind of like those little eyes are always watching you yes. in a sense. Yes. In your own self too though. I mean, you're mm-hmm. watching the people that are comfortable around firearms when you're on the range and learning things from them. Mm-hmm. You're n- as well as keeping focus on your target, practicing good gun safety. I'm kind of going on a rant <laughs> on a on a ramble, but no, it makes perfect sense. So, you know, you're going to be able to teach her focus, discipline, what a sense of independence yeah. self-reliance I, I, all the things that we want to instill into our children male or female so we are just about out of time but that's sort but of like what we did yeah for sure kind of carries on right i'm, I'm pretty proud of, of Cass, and i'll, I'll claim part of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh tell folks how they can follow all the different hats you wear and the work that you do in uh what the Todd family brands? Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, so Gun Freedom Radio is just that's our handle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, we've got AZ Firearms. That's again the handle AZ Firearms uh, for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then Pot of Gold Auctions. Our next auction is May fifteenth, six p.m. You can bid online or live, and it's potofgoldestate.com. Um, and on Instagram and Facebook, it's Pot of Gold Auctions. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Awesome. Cassie Todd Jameson. Really appreciate it. All right. Well, stick around because we still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. Um. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this is the part of the show where we get to talk to you about responsibly armed citizens. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Well, responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow we never hear these stories on network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. Well, today we have such a perfect example of how our moms protect and look over us all throughout our lives. In this case, a mom who had passed away had left to her daughter the exact firearm that will save that daughter's life. And the daughter? She is 70 years old. 
such an incredible story. We never outgrow the need for our moms, even when we are in our 70s and even when they are looking down on us from heaven and have left us the tools we need when danger strikes at 4 a.m., smashing in our window and breaking in our home. The tools we need to protect our own life and the tools we need to be a responsibly armed citizen. This is where he was trying to get in that. Maxine Thompson is as calm as can be as she shows us her now busted dining room window and chunks of glass scattered on the floor. I have people that's going, they'll fix this. This will be fixed in no time. It was Thompson who fixed things overnight. Police say a 43-year-old man broke into her home around 4.30 in the morning, and tonight he's the one in the hospital. First I thought I was dreaming, then I looked outside, out the window, and I could still, I was still hearing the banging, banging, banging. So I yelled to whoever, Who's that on my door? Get off my door. Get off my door. She offered fair warning. The security alarm sounded, but the brazen burglar didn't pause. Instead, Thompson says he smashed her window and used backyard furniture to hoist himself inside her home. In the heat of the moment, the 70-year-old grandmother grabbed her late mother's handgun and opened fire for the first time. I shot at him, he turned around and he ran, and when he ran, I ran down the steps behind him and shot at him some more. Thompson, whose son happens to be a Philadelphia police officer, says she was in survival mode. Kill him before he killed me. That's what was going through my mind. A real-life terror played out for about 10 minutes, but it took a little while to set in. So after everything was over, then I did get a little shaky, you know, the thought of... He could have killed me. But Thompson is okay. Her grandchildren helped her clean up the mess, and she took a little time to reflect. I hope I taught him and the rest of them a lesson. Stay the hell out of people's house. In North Philadelphia, Jennifer Joyce, Fox 29 News. Get the loudspeakers out. <laughs> Stay out the hell of people's houses. <laughs> right? That that should be. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. Well, I'm so... Uh, glad she did that that's awesome and I'm, I know her mother's proud of her absolutely I mean I do wish ultimately that she had had some pre-training but she she knew what to do she knew how to do it and it made the difference that night do you think there's any chance on the planet that the police could have gotten there in time before this guy crawled the rest of the way through the window right and and she tried to stop him by voice command yeah and tell him not to come in. Yeah. And the alarm was going off and it didn't stop this guy. Where, where was he doing? Yeah. And wow. what would he have continued to do? And that's earlier in the show. We were talking about that, um, the great equalizer, that that night, that tool equalized this woman against a potential attacker. Uh, he was going to do something when he came in that house. And thank goodness we don't, we don't even know what it is. Uh, that he had planned because he didn't get to live that out. I'm just, I'm so thankful for that, that lady. All right. And now, what time is it? It is time for Dan's <coughs> commentary. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Why did the chicken cross the road? Wait, that's offensive. What? 
Yeah, a farmer who raises chickens could be offended because he is a responsible farmer and he would never let his chickens cross the road without supervision. <laughs> My commentary is on political correctness. Okay. I let's see take, where you're going. Yeah, let's take James Brown, for instance. Here's a list of some of the fine songs he wrote during his career as a professional performer. It's a Man's World. What? Get up, sex machine. <laughs> I got you. Get up off of that thing. My favorite. <laughs> Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Okay. Hot pants. <laughs> Mother popcorn. I don't even I, know that one. I got to hear that one. I'm going to have to. Look. And my favorite. Mm-hmm. Licking stick. Oh, boy. Now. What? What would the world in music today without his influence? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been allowed to do those songs. So where would we be today? Hmm. It brings me to a story I read in Fox News about a Richard Ned LeBeau. Mm-hmm. He's a professor at an international political theory. He's a professor of international political theory at King's College in London. Okay. Mr. Lobo was in a crowded elevator at an academic conference in San Francisco when somebody asked him what floor did he need, did he need to get off on? Mm-hmm. And he said, "Ladies' lingerie." That's a joke. Right. Just that's it. Right. A Simona Sharoni who was in the elevator, filed a complaint against Richard to the International Studies Association that held the conference. When Richard received a copy of the complaint, he rushed an email to Samoa stating that he certainly had no desire to insult women or to make anyone feel uncomfortable and that she may have interpreted that remark out of context. Okay. Isa found fault in the email characterizing Samoa's complaint as furious, uh, fear. Frivolous, frivolous, and frivolous, and instructed Mr. Lebo to ensure an unequivocal apology, which he refused to do. Okay. He will face appropriate sanctions from ISA, ISA, if he doesn't write an apology by May fifteenth. If James Brown was still with us, he would title his next song "Ain't No Political Correctness Up in Here." <laughs> Seriously, folks, oh, come goodness. on. Yeah, that's that's. Where are we going? Off the rails, really? Was she, I mean, how was he like looking at her and giving a wink and saying, "Hey, ladies, laundry"? Probably not. No. He probably was just trying to be humorous, and you know, he's at a conference. What so. jokes? There's so many jokes out there. I bet you all of them can can hurt some can can cause some problem. It's We're losing our ability to have fun, you know, just to talk and, and not be afraid. We can't put up our shields every time we say something. Well, we can't, but somehow we are, it, it appears, right? And so is there any end to the list of things that are someday somehow to someone going to be offensive? I mean, let's just take for, for an example. Suppose this man, maybe he likes to wear limit women's lingerie. There are people out there that that do that. Maybe he was just, you know, I mean, who knows? But for this woman to take it as though she personally was being targeted or spoken to, she's gone way, way, way over the line because where my rights end or where somebody else's begins. 
and there was nothing wrong that I can see. He he wasn't extending his rights over a line just to make a, a lighthearted little joke. Right. I would be arrested with the jokes I've said on elevators. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, and I and I didn't know. I That's mean, why we have a kill we, switch here we, in the right, studio. <laughs> you know, if your goal is not to offend somebody, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you have to be careful. I mean, there's obvious things that shouldn't be said, uh, remarks that shouldn't be made, but um, it's it just drives me nuts that you I have to when you you have to be so careful right like if he would have said well this young lady here wants to stop and pick up some ladies lingerie I like now that right that would make yeah, me you know, uncomfortable you're pointing at somebody and saying this right? guy is weird but just he's just saying it out to the air you know how right. elevators are everybody's staring up at the number dinking by and you know it's just a weird awkward space to be in and you know you'll find that person that just likes to bring some levity and and lighten the the right. thing and send everybody off with a little grin or a, a chuckle and here this guy could risk losing his job because somebody else in the elevator wants to try to make it about herself that, right. that and is that would wrong. even address to her yeah you that know? is wrong yes so thanks james yeah thanks james Well, I think it's time for us to start wrapping this thing up. What do you think? Go get me some, uh, what, Mother's Day? Mexican food. Ooh, can't go wrong there. And maybe some Mother's Day cheesecake or Mother's Day, I don't know. Cass, it's your Mother's Day, too. Cinnamon rolls, always. Cinnamon yep. rolls, always. <laughs> but She didn't even hesitate. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it may be your Mother's Day, but guess who's driving? <laughs> well, I guess you're driving to get us some Mexican food and cinnamon rolls. That's uh, what I heard. I tried. Ed, I tried. <laughs> I tried to flake my chest out and say, we're doing what I want to do today. Ed's still not here. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave a message after the beep. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Ed, so much for all that you do to help bring this show together and keep us on time and connect with our, our listeners and our guests. Uh, thank you to our listeners. What we do here is a fun conversation, but when you take it into your carpool or to your dinner table or you know those kinds of conversations, it gives it meaning and purpose, and we value your time. It is your most uh, valuable and finite resource, and we definitely respect that. And also our guests who take their time and come on and talk to us about their Uh, expertise or areas of expertise their families their experiences so just precious and we really appreciate it so keep the conversation going because we are listening check out our social media sites gun freedom radio az firearms and until next time pray for our nation pray for our leaders all of them all of them dan Even the ones you don't like. What was that noise? Especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. 
The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey gang, this is Masad Ayub from the Pro Arms Podcast. I'm here to remind you that our podcast is a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. And I'm going to suggest you do what we do and check out the other podcasts at selfdefenseradio.net.